You're listening to Around Comics. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those places. It's me. It's uh, it's just me. It's an all sale episode. Chris is not here. Tom is not. Tom is on his way. Tom will be here shortly. Don't fear, true believers, and have no fear. Tom will be here soon to save the day. But in the meantime, I had to get the show started because I scheduled it for eight o'clock, and if I don't start it by like eight o five, Facebook gets angry at me. What's happening, everyone in comic book world? It is um, it is another sad week in the comic book universe. Uh, the great George Perez passed away um, this last week after a battle with cancer. Unfortunately, it's weird, you know, man. It is really getting to be sort of that thing where um, just seeing uh, all the great ones that I grew up with. Um, pass away and and it's tough it's a difficult thing uh don't pay any attention to my whiteboard back here this is a this is for work so the um i I was gonna draw like a big around comics or get a banner or something for the for behind here but anyway yeah george so i was i was sort of reminiscing about george perez and george perez is obviously one of you know uh those guys that just um the 80s is defined by his art for me. Like, I can't look at a comic book from that era, you know, and not just be taken to that place. I, you know, it's like seeing Teen Titans or Crisis or, you know, Wonder Woman or any of that stuff. It just, that that DC logo uh, that they used at the time and his art and the the sort of type, the logo styles that they used. Um, but anyway, so I was reminiscing and I, I cracked open my, absolute edition of crisis on infinite earths um that i i don't know if i've ever actually sat down and read the whole thing but it comes if you don't have the absolute edition it comes with a compendium which we've talked about in the past uh which is kind of cool because there's all sorts of nerdy information in here like it gives a little breakdown of every earth and all that kind of thing but anyway so i so i cracked open this for the first time in a while and I get to the first page and I'm like, I don't remember having this signed by someone. This was signed by someone. I'm like, whose signature is this? And it looks like it's a J, but it looks like it's a P. And I'm like, I don't know whose signature this is. And I started thinking like, who, who would have had, I had, but then I realized it's, it's George Perez, but he signed it Jorge Perez. And uh, I had, I, I, I almost have no recollection of actually having this signed by George Perez, but I'm really uh, happy and sad at the same time that um, that I do have it signed by him. But yeah, kind of weird. It was I, I think it was at a convention, if I remember correctly, when this came out. I think I bought it at a convention, and and he was at like Heroes, the Hero Initiative, which we always used to do a lot of stuff with um, them at one time. And as around comics, I think we were actually working a booth 
with them when we bought this. And, um, and that's when I got it. Oh, thank God. Tom's here. Thank goodness. I was, I was vamping Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm solo parenting and, uh, Having technical problems, almost completely fixed though. Good, good. I, yeah, I was, I was just going on about I. So I cracked open my um, Crisis Infinite Edition and yeah. didn't realize that I had it signed by George Perez. Oh wow! I don't really remember that, but I was like, oh, that's cool, but sad. Like you know. <laughs> Um, with with obviously the passing of George Perez, but I, I don't I don't even remember really. I think it was at a convention when this came out that I happened to pick it up, and I think um, he was working at the Hero Initiative booth that Chris and I were volunteering at, and I got him to sign it then. Um, but yeah, so the you know obviously we were I was just talking a little bit about about George Perez and how I can't think of the 80s, like the early 80s, his art just sort of brings me back to that time period so much um, whenever I see it, whether it's Titans or Crisis or whatever it may be. There's only certain uh, comic book artists who like look like comics, you know, like, where you're like, oh, that's what comics looks like, you know, like, and he's He's definitely one of them, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's like that's what comics looks like. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, just thumbing through this thing today, I was just kind of looking at it a little bit, trying to, you know, just I don't know, not feel so bad, I guess, about George Perez, but still feel like feeling like, oh my god, all of my heroes are dying. Like, you know, they're all. It, it's going to get really bad here yeah. soon, I'd imagine. You know, um, you know, like John Byrne and Frank Miller and Alan. I mean, I, it's like eventually yeah. I, well, hopefully uh, for me, at least yeah. selfishly, hopefully I, I, <laughs> I'm alive, but uh, I'm going to live. All of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, he's, he's also kind of like, you know, when you think of, comic book artists and you kind of think of like a certain type of comic book artist who like drew everything you know like God, right like, drew like every single character for did he, a, did he eventually get like wasn't that sort of his goal at one point yeah. to, to actually draw every single character in a yeah, comic at was. some point yeah so it's like you know it's a little crazy you know nowadays where you kind of think of like certain artists as being like this is this guy does batman and this guy does this type of thing and like they're very sort of like uh they got their wheelhouses and his like wheelhouse was just like superheroes <laughs> and that was just like every all of them i'll do all of them i'll just do every superhero you have in one I'll book i'll do all of them and just give me a book just give me a script with every yeah character in it and i'll do it yeah but not but not just like i'm gonna like blast my way through all this stuff like it always oh. it was so like dramatic and like he you know was so great at you know making the soap opera visually you know like mm-hmm. making like teen titans you know having it have all that sort of angsty 
you know, it wasn't just right. the story, you know, it was like he had a way of like, you know, of, of big dramatic operatic, like superhero style stories. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram, at Happy Writer Podcast. Oh, no, no question. I, you know, that was one of the things I was, I was sort of, as I was going through that book again, I'm just like, man, he, he didn't, uh, he didn't like take the easy way out of any page, any panel. No. <laughs> like there was no, you know, how did, I don't, I don't know how the guy got stuff done, you know, but, yeah. uh, it, I mean, it's just, Working on Crisis, which in a sense, you know, comics still exist within the shadow of that, you know, of like superhero right. comics are still essentially riffing off that forever, you know, for decades of like, oh, my God, you can do something like that. And then <laughs> attempting to do it like 800 times. Right. And like you think about Crisis as being sort of like not just a superhero comic, it's kind of a farewell to a different time of comics where there was war comics and caveman comics and like all these different things all coexisted and sort of, it's like a farewell letter to that time and that like sort of, you know, world of comics and, you know, kind of poetic in a way to have, you know, George Perez do anthro as much as you know, as much as you know, drawing Pariah and you know, like the the Teen Titans. You're you're I would say you're uh, uh, almost a Crisis on Infinite Earths historian to some degree. So I was gonna like as I was kind of reading it again, part of me is like, you know, why is he using such weird, obscure characters? But that's kind of the point of it to some yeah. degree, right? Like we have all these universes, and and we're gonna we're gonna use the, all these characters. But then I'm like, well, yeah, but then why kill them all off? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think like the ambition of what they were trying to do was trying, you know, and it it didn't work. It almost immediately didn't work, right? Because like the original idea was like, well, we're just gonna clean everything up, and there's gonna be five. You know, it's going to be Earth with the combination of the characters from, like, these five Earths now exist on this Earth. And, like, you know, we're going to, you know, like, not have caveman comics. And we're not going to, you know, like, and those did go away. I mean, they were kind of dying, right? And it was sort of like a way to be like, eh, all right, be gone, right? And it's like, uh, almost immediately, nobody could maintain the discipline of like actually no this is new like we're not you know like it over also over over, yeah over yeah yeah it's just like just leave you should have just left it alone should have just left it like there was nothing like we don't 
why is it there's a part of comic book fandom and that bled into comic book creators where there's this this need to organize and like categorize and have it all figured out and explain to us like mm-hmm. you know just let it be whatever it needs to be whenever you need it to be you know why is I mean, that- I think the answer of why they did it is because they felt like it was the best way to sell more comics and yeah. like <laughs> clean up and clean up like you know, like in a certain sense, you could look at it and be like, oh man, you know, like you could look at, you know, in 1982 or 83, as you're starting to plan this and sort of look at DC comics and sort of be like, you know, Superman exists in the shadow of the silver age. Like he just does. And like, he like, and this is that Superman from the Silver Age, and, and we have the Justice Society, but they like exist on like Earth Two, and like we get those Earth Two books, and like Roy Thomas is doing all those, and like we don't know what to do with those books. Actually, they just sort of like exist for like a, a certain fan base, and like you know, like Batman, it's like ah, you know, Batman probably suffering less than that of from than Superman, Superman who you know seemingly could never quite escape like the 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 silver age even as much as like i enjoy quite a bit of like bronze age superman he was sort of like always in the shadow of that and that always was like you know in a, a field where you know the audience was getting older and right. continuity was more seen as more important and more like, oh, this, you know, like, you know, the story needs to make sense. And like, guess what, man? All those Silver Age comics, if they all happen, they don't make any sense. They're crazy, <laughs> right? Like, that's the whole Batman RIP is like, this is insane that this person, <laughs> that all this stuff would happen to somebody, right? So, like, um, I mean, just thinking, thinking from that point of view and like seeing what they had done with. Teen Titans, you know, essentially like taking sort of like this kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, the book was like popular in the late 60s right. and it was already immediately kitschy and sort of campy and sort of like of its time and like had been relaunched and kind of flopped and like look at what they did with that. And it was like, oh, wow, like you can like kind of rejuvenate this stuff and like it you know, it breathed life into Robin, you know, and gave, yeah. <laughs> you know, like kind of created the Dick Grayson that we have now is because of that. Like he, that's where that character literally kind of grew up into that character sure. that we have now, you know? So, I mean, I think it's like thinking back in that time and being like, Oh, what do we do? You know, let's let these dudes like, you know, I know oh, you've ever seen in that, in the absolute crisis where they have all the notes and things that they want to compendium. Do. Yeah. yeah or it's email, like, or the, yeah, the letters back and forth, the letters of like, I want, we want to kill emails. somebody. Yeah. Emails, you know, and it's like <laughs> negotiating emails. to kill Supergirl, or, right, you know, right. like the sort of like, uh, we got to get rid of the flash and like, you know, obviously these dudes, they had a plan or a vision of like what they thought, would be the most, and it's, it's a cool story. There's no story like it. Right. Like, like it's kind of wild, you know, like when you read it, you're like, this is a, 
this is a weird 12 issues where like, <laughs> like it's not clean and there's all kinds of weird fake out endings. And like, it's like, ah, yes, now we've saved these five Earths, but actually no, wait, like these five Earths will become one. And oh, the villains took over one of the, you know, like it's, 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 it's a pretty wild comic to, you know, to read, you know, especially if you're a kid, like who are all these characters? What is happening? The compendium is really cool that comes with the absolute edition, you know, just like the little breakdowns of all the different earths. And like you said, Mm -hmm. there's tons of letters and notations of like, even like, you know, post-it notes of of like, you know, Hey, let's do this with, you know, this character, blah, blah, blah. And, and all sorts of like, the one that cracks me up is sort of, I don't know if it's uh, Marv or who it is, but he's like, don't get me wrong. I love comics. <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just going to end everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, but don't get me wrong. I love comics, but yeah, there, it is a, it is a really nice addition. Um, and it, you know, the oversized looking at it, you know, fully colored in the oversized yeah. edition is, is really cool. Um, yeah. Someone I, asked yeah. if it was still available. I don't think it is still in print. No, I don't uh, any so. longer. Yeah. I see mine from over here. Crack, I always read it like once a year. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. 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 I, so it's, it's fun. It's like, yeah. it reminds me of like, it's when I think of superhero comics, like that's kind of what I think of. Like, yeah. big dramatic, like, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. You know, <laughs> like, I can't believe they killed the Flash. I can't it's, believe they killed Supergirl. You know, like, that's that kind of crazy, like, Kind of also just being like, no, for real, we're doing it. You know, <laughs> like it's happening. My and, son, know, as I was, yeah. I was reading the book in the living room today. I, you know, had it on my lap, and 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 he's like, "What are you reading?" I'm like, "Oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths," and he's like, "Is that what they did in the Flash TV show?" The I'm like, "Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. that was the, that's what it came from. This is where <laughs> you know." No, I mean it's like Christ. Like, how many crises has like that word itself is? You know, it's just the DC event every year now, right? It's just some sort of crises. You know, it became. You know, just it. It it is just. I mean, there is always like the the multiple Earth stuff and like the different heroes coming together. You know, so that that had existed before crisis on infinite earth but really i mean crisis on infinite sort of like cemented the meaning of that as like because a lot of those jla jsa crossovers kind of stink and they're kind of like i didn't we just see this and like it's always like fairly they're they're they they're always kind of fairly lameish like Sorry, Gardner Fox. Like these three heroes go fight this guy, and these three heroes go. You know, like the formula is repeated, and right. occasionally there'd be like cooler ones. You know, like uh, Jay Garrick murdering. I forget which JSA person because he got possessed by someone or something. You know, they put some twists in it, but like, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, I was Few going back and rereading them. I'm always sort of like, meh. Huh? I don't know, like. Mm. I don't know if these are that great. <laughs> well, we do know Crisis was great, and uh, George Perez was great, and and rest in peace to George Perez because mm-hmm. you know he he's he's one of those like I don't know Mount Rushmore dudes, right? Like I, yeah. I, I, he, you got to put him up there with anybody in comics, uh, and yeah. like and beloved, 
Like he was mm-hmm. a guy who was was you know super friendly, fan friendly. Was a guy that spent time like you know maybe some would say a weird amount of time with yeah. his fans, but, but like he was beloved by fans. Like, you know, nobody, nobody really ever had a, a bad word to say about the guy. And uh, you know, probably uh, just an amazing guy to work with as well. I would imagine, but we don't have, yeah. we didn't bring back Andy parks this episode, the, the, the Grim yeah. Reaper to talk to <laughs> and get him on the phone, get Andy on the phone. Just to, just to, you know, anytime we have someone, pass away he, he's going to be really busy over the next 10 years i think yeah um but yeah we have uh, to George play like the undertaker the undertaker theme song when <laughs> he comes but, in. yeah so george perez unfortunately uh passed away uh r.i.p king yes yes absolutely all right so what else? Uh, Tom, have you read any comics this week, Tom? Did it, we have I feel like we have like a, I feel like yeah, we have a huge backlog of comics. Yeah, we have not about. talked. Actually, yeah, about uh, One Star Squadron like made me tear up. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It got me a little bit. Got you a little, uh, little misty. A little, it was like, ah, Mark Russell and Steve Lieber, you got me. <laughs> you guys, no, you sold me on a comedy comic book. And in the end, I was like, oh, no, this is profound. This is <laughs> the you tricked me. Of, the best of it does that, right? Like, uh, yeah. It's it like, you guys got hand. me. I yeah, it was, was be- it was a really interesting, like, you know, the, that final issue, the whole, you know, tornado, red tornado sort of going through the whole, almost recapping everything that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, especially at the end, you know, in, in issues five of sort of the end of the of the business, the um, what was it? Yeah, Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire, uh, kind of thing, and and you know, sort of an epilogue about all the characters. Um, but there was something about it, like you know, just the the idea of what is a hero, you know, what makes a hero, what is a hero supposed to be like, or how does a hero live? And yeah, the, the whole thing with the Minuteman was really, you know, kind of touching and, and I don't, yeah, it, 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 this is the kind of stuff. I mean, on both sides of it, the, as funny as this book was and as, as sort of sardonic and, and, you know, full of kind of dark humor, uh, mm. but also kind of poignant. Like, you don't, it's a really rare kind of thing in a mainstream yeah. comic book. Yeah. I mean, to fit all that together into one story and sort of like have it legitimately feed off of it, of like sort of like, a, you know, a satirical look at essentially our worlds, you know, like how, mm-hmm. you know, like, the world of the gig economy and the world of like you are you know like um, you perhaps feel like you aren't in control of your life and your choices totally as much as you would like to be and things happen Mm -hmm. that you don't have much control over economically and you're sort of you know you're you know essentially getting pulled around in different directions right and like that idea of like making fun of that but also being like okay like if if that's the world in which you exist, how do you be a hero in that world? You know, like, what does it mean to like, like, it means that you, 
if you can only help one person, you help one that you help that person. And in that moment, that's it. That's what you can do. So the best like, you can that's do, what right? you got to do. That's the best you yeah. can do. So it's like, um, the way, you know, the, the way that it impressed me so much about it was sort of like having that poignancy at the end of like, Oh man, you know, like, or even just like power girl too, you know, like her mm -hmm. story of her sort of like, being rediscovering what meant for her to be a hero, right? And like, you know, who starts at the beginning of this book, you know, essentially like in a mid-level, multi-level marketing thing run by Maxwell Lord, you know, who's like shilling books and she's like, you know, listening to all his like weird salesy stuff, right? And like, <laughs> you know, which is that's so much of our world is like the hustle culture and like yeah. this idea Ted Cox of like, and every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, if you listen to this person, will give you some magic insight into like being successful or being rich. And like, uh, so, I mean, it was, it was extremely impressive because I was like, ah, damn it. You tricked me. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I also all really the six issues. I really liked, you know how they it, well the one thing like red tornado was a really interesting character because and i think it, it, at one point where he's you know he's kind of making fun of himself to some degree or, or being self-deprecating about helping um uh what did he he was helping some oh the wind farmer like the you know the, yeah. the windmill guy and he's yeah. like oh you know he's kind of playing downplaying it but it was a, it was kind of a capsule of him throughout the whole book of like he was he was this manager of this group of people and he really was heroic in a way to all of them like he was always looking out for them as best that he mm. could even though he he really didn't have a whole lot of power you know it wasn't like he was superman or he could change their lives but he was trying to do the best he could in the situation he could and and i think he finally realized like that was what being a hero was about like he was just doing the best he could for the people that mm -hmm. he could and I, I really like enjoyed that part of it of just you know it's not you know we live in this weird this weird like zero-sum culture where it's either you're the you're fucking elon musk or you're a piece of shit you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're either a billionaire and you have your own you know what I mean or, or you're, you're nothing. garbage or you're yeah. absolutely or you're garbage yeah. yeah and it's just like yeah, the world needs a lot of other things, like a lot of other people in it yeah. too. You know, it's like you can't, not everyone can be, you know, Jake and Logan Paul. Not everyone yeah. can be the Kardashians. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, we need people to just like do their best every single day, you know, to, yeah. to try and maybe to help like somebody else and just do a little bit, just not be an asshole, you know, and, yeah. and maybe help the guy next to you. And, yeah, it, it, it's a really interesting comic book with a bunch of like B and C list heroes that uh, you know. GI Robot, funny all G the way to the end though. Didn't yeah, try and make GI Robot. <laughs> didn't try and make GI Robot serious, but I appreciate you know like the uh, the uh, both the earnestness and the humor within the same six issues of like ah oh, okay, like it was uh, yeah it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Not in, like you said, like not something you see a lot in comics where like superhero comics, let's be honest, like the audience wants consistency of tone 
And like, yeah. it's like, oh my God, what, what is this? Is this now this, you know, like for the entire industry is based on like previews of like, you know, what's in this, <laughs> like, this is comedy, you know, like, this is a funny book, you know, like that's yeah. the whole business is based on that. So like that you could, you know, subvert that, and, subvert and, that yeah. a little bit and kind of be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I am I am completely on board with pretty much anything that Mark Russell uh, and yep. or Steve Lieber do does yeah. at this point. Man, just, they're both just, awesome. Yeah. Well, another book, our book I read that I was very pleasantly surprised by, and it also I think deals with uh, as a metaphor a lot of our own culture and society that we live in is is a dark horse comic. I read called Breakout. Um, is the first issue that came out this week, and it's by Zach Kaplan and Wilton Santos. Um, okay. All right, all right, all right. Who I, I'm not familiar with either one of them, but uh, it's really interesting sci-fi story about um, kids in you know the United States that it's it's focused on this group of kids that go to high school together, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's a really interesting, and I'm hesitant to spoil it. Yeah, uh, don't. Okay, don't I spoil. I don't want to spoil. But there's a really interesting opening that um, makes you think one thing, but is a you know is another thing. But it it, it really um, it, it connects you with these characters because uh, you start thinking immediately about being a student in high school in this day and age and constantly thinking about being shot and killed and having to do drills Mm -hmm. because of this kind of thing. And, you know, that, so it, it grounds, it grounds the story right away uh, with the, the reality of this is the life of children these days. My children go to school and it's like, yeah, they do, you know, safety drills on if there's mm-hmm. an active shooter at their fucking school and how insane that is and how crazy that that has become the norm in our society these days of just like, yeah, you know, and, and the book does this really excellent job of sort of saying that of like, you know, the, the politicians and everybody kind of just, stopped caring and just were like well this is just the new norm now mm-hmm. so in this particular story though it's it's not about school shootings it's about um these strange like almost borg-like spaceships that appear yeah. a- around the planet um i think it's like 236 of them just one day pop and appear around the planet and every few days they uh they send out these little drones and they kidnap kids and bring them up to their little or their spaceships and no one knows why. And they tried, the military tried, you know, attacking these ships to no avail. Uh, they tried nuking them to no avail. They tried, you know, all the, nothing. And so finally they just got to the point where it's just like, well, this is just the way it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, they're not doing anything else. They're just every once in a while, they drop these drones and the drones kidnap these kids. And one of the kids, uh, his brother was one of the kids that was mm-hmm. taken and he, um, he decides he's going to make a plan on um, on breaking in and rescuing his brother from one of these uh, prisons, basically. And so it's kind of set up like a sci- it's a sci-fi book, but it's mm-hmm. kind of set up like a heist almost. It's mm-hmm. almost like a reverse Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. with these high school kids. 
but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was an excellent nice. concept. And like I said, just the idea of like, you know, how society is so willing to just be like, well, this is just how we're going to deal with things now. We have yeah. no other answers. Uh, move on and, and get yeah. back to your regular life. Go shopping. Go, you know, go to the movies. It would be to- hard to do anything about it. Yeah. So we're yeah, going to do be- nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, <laughs> Uh, I just thought the book did a really good job of 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 sort of that kind of commentary, but also being a very mm-hmm. entertaining comic book at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it was, cool. it was really good. Speaking of killer concepts, mm. I do have to. We have to talk about uh, the Gorilla City in the Rogues uh, oh. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Which uh, issue two, right? That was um, yeah. That's something like a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we talked enough about it, but I think we, um, we did. I think we mentioned. I, it, but I yeah. think that maybe they should just do a book about like 1930s, uh, like gorilla, uh, gangster, city. yeah, gorilla city <laughs> with um, with a uh, you know with a grad as Al Capone, essentially, you know, right. like. Uh, style story yeah that was uh, well and talk about a book that kind of fucked with you a little bit because when they first get to gorilla city i'm like this is it this is what like oh i'm like what the yeah. hell i was like oh this sucks and then yeah. the, like, one of the yeah. one of the characters essentially also says this sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this like, is it well, this, oh, is, this is what they're showing for gorilla city like what <laughs> yeah lame yeah. <laughs> and then reveal the giant true gorilla city. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was uh, it was tremendously. It was just awesome art too, and just like a cool story. And uh, yeah, I again another one of the black label books that I'm like, yeah, this is great. A little yeah, different from the other black label books in that like it is very like. Super so hilly. comic booky, comic booky, it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. so comic booky, but in like a really great way. Like it's yeah. like pushing that all the way to the max of like old rogues. All right, we're in Gorilla City, and Gorilla City is like Chicago in the 1930s, you know, and like uh, Gorilla Grodd. Grodd. Yeah, but instead of like beating you to death with a baseball bat, he makes you beat yourself to death. <laughs> With a baseball bat using mind control, which is way more messed up. Way, way cooler. Way more messed up. Yeah, way cooler. Way, 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 way more cooler. And I just, just love like, seeing a bunch of gorillas in fedoras and trench coats and smoking cigars, playing poker, yeah. Yeah. back alley. Like, yeah, like you said, I, I want an entire run of a comic that's just gorillas in the yeah, yeah gangster gorilla gorilla city baby two gun gorilla i mean our six gun, gun yeah. gorilla right like, six gun gorilla baby where, bring him back put him in gorilla city in yeah put him in gorilla city man that's absolutely um it, it it almost was like once you got to that point it was almost like i didn't really care about the rogues as much you know, I just yeah, you're yeah, like, oh yeah, that's right, it's about the rogues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. They're here to rob some gold from from Garad. But yeah, I mean, it was great. The art again, and like in all the black label books, it's just awesome to see, you know, these artists kind of get like a chance to spread out and like, you know, do their thing 
and it's like uh, like awesome yeah i have i have to say um the uh the various gorilla hairstyles yeah that they drew in here it's just yeah. like uh, and facial hair and it's like oh that's i, I never even I don't think I've ever seen gorillas with pompadours and mm -hmm. half bald gorillas. And, you know, yeah, it was like, great. It really was. It really was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was, it was a fun book for sure. I looking forward to the next issue. I'm like, yes, give like, uh, where do you go from here? It's like so much gorilla city. <laughs> it's like, I love uh, it. I, uh, I don't think you can ever go wrong. Wasn't it? Who was the, there was somebody that I remember years ago. It was like a gorilla with a gun on a cover of a comic book. You know, Sold com yeah. comics, baby. Like, yeah. 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 I love it. Folks, it it is it. interesting. I'm glad that you pointed that out though. The idea that, you know, it is, it is a, a black label, but it is very different than a lot of the rest of them. A lot of them, the rest of them sort of just go in to a darker, you know, kind of realm. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, more violent, more blood, more, you know, and this is kind of like that, but, but not as much. Of yeah. Like, you know, Lonely City is a little bit different too than that. That's true. Yeah. 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 Like right. it's got like, um, yeah, actually like Lonely City and Rogues kind of have like similar, a similar vibe, you know, not, you know, in a good way where it's sort of like you kind of get to stretch out and hang out with these characters in a different way and like kind of like just hang out as opposed to like rushing through yeah. the story, you know, but yeah, I'm looking at it. looks great. It's so pretty. pretty, pretty, pretty comic books, pretty comic books. No, no, there's never enough. There's never enough gorillas in comics. You can't, no, you can't more. Yeah. Uh, well, I read oh, another book that you uh, said you had read, so I I quickly yeah. read it today, and I'm really glad I did. Which was um, Eight Billion Genies. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It Just, really yeah. was. Talk about another great concept. Just yeah. a, 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 you know, and and I at first I was like, I was a little bored by it initially. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on with this book? What you know, what does this have to do with genies? Who is this bartender guy? Like, why are these you know? It, yeah. it just felt a little odd. Um, but then all of a sudden, yeah, it's, and the concept for those that haven't read it is basically don't know why, but at one point in the book, every person on the planet gets their own personal genie and they get one wish, one wish, not and three, one, not three, just it. one, one. And um, it focuses on a group of people that happen to be at a bar called yeah. the lamp wick. Yeah. Um, which maybe or maybe not is coincidental. I don't know. Um, and with a bartender who seems to be awfully a, knowledgeable, yeah, mysterious, yeah. speaks Chinese fluently, yeah. and it seems yeah. It's and he for whatever reason immediately makes a wish, saying basically that no other wish can affect his bar or anyone in the bar. Mm. And he so he uses his wish right away to kind of do that. So the bar turns into sort of a safe zone to some degree. Meanwhile, predictably, the rest of the fucking world goes ape shit. Yeah, immediately um, it turns into a cube. It's immediately yeah, like bizarro yeah. earth. Like I, Yeah, that was so that I loved the two page so like the the first eight seconds, that's like 
a, a, a four yeah. page spread and then you see the planet earth and you see human population, 8 billion genie population, 8 billion. 8 billion and you yeah. see like uh, North America and South America. And it's just lit up with all these blue glowing genies. Yeah. And then a few pages later, you get to the first eight minutes and the planet is a cube. There's fucking yeah. explosions. Cool. And there's now uh, 7,999,000 or 7,999,000,000 yeah. people. So a, mil- a million people have already died. And 2 million genies are already gone in the first eight minutes. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, Charles Soule and... Um, um ryan brown our our friend yeah. ryan brown long time around comics guest um yeah and it's, it was great it's, it's I, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of fun for ryan brown as the wackiness of the planet starts to yeah. you know we see more and more of it you know because yeah there's just... like people riding dinosaurs <laughs> and like guys in like mecha suits and like floating castles and spaceships. yeah it's just just it's crazy just insane yeah, people as, immediately as were, could not wait to use their one wish. One wish. It 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 got it, you know. At the end of the comic book, they sort of you know ask you, "What would you wish for?" You know, what would what would yeah. be your wish? Would you wish for something for yourself? Would you take something away from people? You know, and so it's like, yeah. What would what would your what would your wish be, Tom? What would your one wish? I don't be? know. I'd wait a little bit. Yeah, I. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about it a little bit. I you know. I mean, hopefully, I wouldn't die. Yeah, right. That's the scary part. Like, who knows? Who knows what anyone else is wishing against you? Is somebody possibly wishing something? I want Tom to die. <laughs> oh my god! Great. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that you know, it, it's a, it's a interesting concept. Um, yeah. What would uh? What, what? I mean, immediately it's like, well, uh, you know, riches and but does, you know, is money going to matter if the world's a cube no. and everything's insanity yeah, like, and everyone's writing dinosaurs and yeah no. uh, the one at the end you do see like um a dude on the top of the bar that is in a superhero costume and i believe it's one of the superheroes from god hates astronauts yeah uh, ryan brown's other book so that's kind of interesting um but yeah superpowers would be kind of cool i don't know i want to be uh, the yeah, and most people would wish to be like a Marvel movie character. There'd be like eight hundred <laughs> Iron Men and like eight hundred thousand Wolverines. Yeah, twelve million Wolverines running around. But to Doctor Strange's, just like everyone running around, just like oh, how many Wandas would we get now that Wanda is just you know the bee's knees? <clears throat> everybody, everybody oh. loves Wanda. Um. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Superman, you could be super. Would Superman be? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would wish for. I'd have to think about. It. I mean, part of me is like, well, you could wish for like world peace, but then someone else is just going to wish for, some, yeah, you know, cancel that out. I want everyone to fight. <laughs> I want, uh, yeah. I want like, talking gorillas. I want. Yeah, who knows. Mm-hmm. But it was a really fun book, it, and I, I, I imagine it's going to get even funner and crazy. It's going to get wilder. It's going to get yeah. a little wild. Um, yeah, it was great. Awesome yeah, first was, issue. Yes, for sure. Uh, uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, did we read any? 
Oh my god! Oh, you mentioned yeah. uh, Twig. Oh yeah, Scotty. Scotty Young's yeah new book. Yeah, it was good. New Kyle Stram on art with Scotty. Yeah. Scotty's just an art uh, writer now. He doesn't even. Yeah, he figured it out, man. Writing's yeah. easy, dude. I guess so. He just uh, uh, is a cover. He does occasional covers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny because I so I messaged him when I, I got my new job and my new job, I'm working from home and yeah. the schedule is kind of, you know, whatever I want it to be. So I was like, and years and years ago, uh, you know, Scotty would get on, he would be online all day long while he was drawing and like him and a group of other artists would get together and just like just bullshit over yeah. the Internet and I was like, I wonder if he still does that. And I, so I messaged him and I was like, hey, if you ever want to, you know, just kind of chat or whatever. And he's like, oh, dude, I, I fucked around and got a job. I have to write, you know, it's like all I'm doing is writing now. So I don't listen. You know, it's like I can't talk to people while I'm writing. It's not like when I was drawing, I yeah, could sit there and yeah. watch movies and, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to write and talk yeah. at the same time if you're not talking about the thing that you're writing. Yeah. But, ah. Uh, this there was an go. interesting, interesting fairy tale-ish kind of, uh, you know, twisted tales, if you will. An ep- the young. beginning of an epic adventure. Yes. Of some type. Some sort of creature-filled epic adventure with a yeah, little yeah. dude, little blue, blue guy named Twig and his his trusty yeah. kind of slug yeah. giraffe character creature. Pooped out by a mountain. <laughs> yes. Did get pooped it's- out. Yeah, I mean, it was logical. They entered the mouth. They entered the you know cave. Yeah, Yeah, it was like Uh, a fun. It was a fun little first issue of like uh, stylistically, just like kind of like a little a fun epic adventure. So we'll see what happens in it. But uh, I was like, look at Scotty the writer. Scotty the writer. Just Scotty the writer. He's found this niche of of sort of you know fantasy uh muppetish uh kind of mm-hmm. characters or you know twisted fairy tales you know he puts his own little spin on on yeah. kind of fairy tale characters that kind of stuff and yeah it's 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 been an interesting evolution of Scotty since we first got to know him years and years yeah. and years ago uh when he, I, I think when we first met him he'd only done um that fantastic four book or the it wasn't yeah. it was the Human Torch book or something, right? It was human. Yeah. That was the one thing. And now he's now he's uh, huge. Now he's Mister. Now he's a writer. Oh, oh, Mister. It's like him and Alan Moore <laughs> hanging out, casting right? spells, <laughs> chaos magic. Scotty chaos Young. magic. If he ever shaves his head and starts talking about chaos magic, I'm going to be really. <laughs> All writers do eventually. They all yeah. end up talking about it. They all do. If you're in he'll, comics he'll, long enough. He'll have a British accent. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. He's talking about chaos magic again. And they'll be like, Jesus Christ. This guy. Oh, this guy. This guy. The American Alan Moore. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, uh... What else do we got? Anything? Anything? Do we have a um, uh, public domain character we want to talk about? Do we have anything? Oof. Let's save it. Let's save it. I feel like I feel like let's save it for when Chris is back because I feel like okay. it's really Chris's turn to pick one. A That's public true. domain. 
a public domain character. I mean, obviously, Six Gun Gorilla has come up every week. <laughs> Eventually, so we need to. Do someone's that. gonna gotta like, yeah. do a Six Gun Gorilla comic. I mean, it only makes sense, but I want to figure out like you know, like Superman is a public domain character technically. Um, the original Superman, but it's like, how do you, how do you, like, how could could you do a Superman comic book, and what does that, like, how do you not get in trouble doing a Superman comic book? Um, I think it's impossible. <laughs> they're gonna sue the shit out of you. No they're gonna sue the shit out of you. Now you could come up with a Captain Marvel rip off. Uh, Rip off. <laughs> get away with That's that. That's not get away. You can get away with that. Here's uh here's some these aren't comic book characters, but these are just public domain characters. Oh, okay, cool. Here we go. Some it's some What's... comics publisher has got this already pulled up and they're like, all right, here we go, baby. Bring... Uh, number number one, Dracula is public domain. Yeah, of you course. Can do any, yeah, anything you want you with do whatever you want, man. James Bond. Go nuts. James Bond is public domain. I didn't know James Bond was public domain. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, public domain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. uh, Zorro. John Carter. Frankenstein. um, The Wizard of Oz. What about Frankenstein's monster? Uh, Well, I think that's probably implied either one frankenstein and frankenstein's you can use the legal the legal rabbit you can use the doctor dr frankenstein only (laughs) so once the monsters show up like we do not have the rights to the monster we just have the doctor sorry we also cannot he's an unnamed shadowy character you can just yeah we cannot even talk about what would you what would your dr frankenstein book be about him just (laughs) frustrated because he can't he can't come up with another idea other than reanimating what if i it is always just ends up being about reanimating a dead body yeah how about uh Uh, what if uh, i did this what if i I go to the graveyard and we just figure it out from there (laughs) just some ideas and once we get there you could do uh for, for Dr. Frankenstein Jr. Do, Dr. Frankenstein Jr. Frankenstein Jr. Dr. Frankenstein. Uh Quasimodo. I mean, Quasimodo's. Oh, why is it uh, I'm going to put out a Quasimodo comic. Quasimodo in love. Quasimodo. Quasi- young Quasimodo. Young Quasimodo. <laughs> what if Quasimodo was sexy as hell? Ooh. Hot Quasi Quasi hottie, quasi mode. I'm what, trying to think of a good what name. If, what Hot quasi mode. What if hunchbacks were in this year? What if hunchbacks? <laughs> like dad bods. Dad bods. There was just a, a TikTok craze for hunchbacks. Check out this guy's punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hunch. The hunch. <laughs> a, a, a comment. Yeah, it's all about quasi Becomes like a, a huge TikTok influencer. <laughs> There's uh, just like a bunch of people swinging from like bells in their own like hashtag inclusion hashtag tag hunch power yeah. hunch power. <laughs> just like people just really into quad Quasimodo is blowing up. Uh, King Kong is okay. uh, public domain. You know, gorillas. King Kong and 
six gun gorilla maybe we could do uh something yeah. gravestone i don't know who that is do you have any idea what what's gravestone? gravestone i don't know i don't know what gravestone is what is gravestone care let's see a sexy hunchback gravestone what this yeah, book that- presupposes is what if quasimodo was hot <laughs> Are you putting your pitch deck together? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Once again, what if you only had Dr. Jekyll? Dr. Jekyll means Dr. <laughs> Frankenstein. <Yeah. laughs> Just Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> yeah, we do uh, not have the rights to Mr. Hyde. He's... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, Cthulhu is probably the <laughs> one. But that's okay. Cool. Yeah, we've got God enough Cthulhu. Christ. Right? Yeah. Hercules. I, I, Thor, Ares, Zeus, all of those. All yeah, those I need Greek God. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Lucifer. I'm gonna put up my put up my own Thor comic. There you go. Yeah. Um, Mad Hatter, Alice, Alice and Queen of Hearts, Long John Silver, Adolf Hitler once again. Once again. <laughs> Public domain. Somebody's really missing out on the Adolf Hitler books. The, the Hitler comics. Bigfoot. Bigfoot meets Adolf oh. Hitler. What if Bigfoot Big and Adolf Foot. Hitler were both in hiding in the same place? They've been hiding Elvis, Bigfoot, and Adolf Hitler. Elvis. Probably <laughs> your Elvis comic. <laughs> uh, I feel like you don't really... I feel like Elvis being alive was a thing when we were young. And now it's just like... I feel like that's a joke. Maybe younger people wouldn't even comprehend. No, yeah. Elvis seems to be, he's on that sort of like, fuck him. Uh, like people, people, I think people have gotten generationally to the point where like, I think most people think Elvis was a terrible human being for some reason. Um, I, I, I think it's more like, at least when I was a kid, he already, I mean, it's funny. Well, I mean, like not to be one of those people that's like, oh, time. Yeah, when people are like, I can't believe people, you know, like 40 years has felt like 10 years. It's like, yeah, dude, it's called aging. Like every (laughs) single generation experiences that. Like, guess what? Like everyone feels that, right? You know, it's like, I can't believe that's, you know. I feel like there's been a lot of like internet, like uh, uh, a lot of like, uh, I think Chuck Klosterman wrote something that was like, it, it was essentially like, what does the nineties mean? Or like the two thousands doesn't have a thing, you know? And it's like that, it's the idea of like, you lived through it and you have no perspective on it because like you're aging right. through it, you know? And it's like, like yeah. The fifties is very much defined thing. Like we, you just, you yeah. say fifties and that, you know, whether it's, like, it's oh, yes. or not. Yeah. It's, it's like 50s. happy days. The eight, the seven. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah, of course, because like those things are not defined. You like when you're living through them, you're just like, oh, yeah, right. I remember the 2000s. I, I was alive during that. And it's like, you know, now the 90s are hot with the youth, you know, like music and all that stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what the 90s, you know, I guess that's kind of what it was like. Right. But, you know, for Elvis, like when I was a kid, Elvis seemed ancient like, Already, from yeah, yeah, like yeah. a different like completely different era whereas he had only died probably 10 years 
before right, right. I was conscious of it, but it might as well have been like a thousand years, you know, <laughs> like it's not. So I can only imagine, you know, the perception of that to a young person now where it's like Elvis probably feels like, like an- Elvis feels like um, Frank Sinatra. Or you know something yeah, like from like yeah, for right. that you know of like a thing that's like, I, yeah like I can yeah. barely conceive of what this is you know like it, who listened inter- to this yeah it's interesting because because like I grew up you know I'm a little bit older than you but I you know Elvis was I remember Elvis dying I remember when that happened mm-hmm. so I had a little bit more of a connection to Elvis and I liked Elvis I was a I was an Elvis fan just the music and mm-hmm. and more it's just like era you know for certain eras and time frames of elvis um but like my you know nieces and nephews you know like i i can point to like me personally like 1969 comeback special you know i think that's like an amazing performance by but it's in context you know what i mean like yeah. i know the context of him coming back to that special. yeah if you don't know that it's just like it's just like an old concert it's yeah like, exactly oh. and like they they were and you know it's like well god that you know they've seen so much that's so so much more spectacular than a mm-hmm. dude in a room with a guitar and a leather suit you know what i mean like it's like yeah. you know why would they even think that that's interesting like, ah, yeah why, why is that weird why would, yeah why would anyone want to watch that you know this isn't this uh, isn't like, yeah it is, i mean it is that context you know like yeah. i don't know ancient elvis elvis <laughs> even if he didn't die in 1977 i mean he's probably dead now <laughs> yeah, this is true yeah he's probably even if he was faking if he even if he that, faked it he probably is for real dead probably not at this point he's probably dead. yeah yeah <laughs> r.i.p king all right the real king yeah the real king the real king there's in madison there was there's this like little plaque uh that commemorates elvis stopping like a mugging on the street <laughs> like it's just really i gotta send you the link to this story it was like he was on tour in like 1976 or you know like very late period like just like unhinged elvis who's yeah, just yeah. like making up stories about like you know that's what the it, most like, I, interesting parts yeah elvis. just like oh yeah i got out of i used my i used the karate and like two mug, you know, just like these insane, like, um, there's like a little plaque, like Elvis wow. Presley, yeah. You know, he lived a, he lived a cr- crazy, you know, life. I mean, that well, that's the thing. Like, I think it's it's hard to put in context. Like, this guy was the most fa- famous human being on the planet when fame just started, kind of being a thing. Like, there, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there was you couldn't be famous before. Yeah, it was exactly. like impossible. Like no, yeah. like you couldn't. People around the world couldn't know who you were. Right, like, you barely know what's happening. Like outside of your town, you barely know what's happening in the place where you live. Yeah. You know, like and now I always think about that with in context of like the news. You know, where it's like uh, the, the function of the news was like it was impossible for you to know what was happening. Like you couldn't, I don't know what's happening. Like now I know literally everything that's happening all the time. It's too much. And it's not great. And it's (laughs) like, 
Well, I, I'm like, wait, what? There's a babe. There's a there's a shortage on baby formula. Like that was the uh, latest yeah. thing. I'm like, what? What the fuck? What? Dude, like, it's messed it's up, just, man. Like, wait. before we end this, I'll say I've been reading. Have you ever read the book Lenin's Tomb by <clears throat> David Remnick? Mm-mm. So he he's like a writer for the New Yorker, and he was in. Um, we're we're getting into literature talk at the end of the show. <laughs> he, it's okay. So we're, he was like, he was like, up a little time. He was like, he was a reporter who was in the Soviet Union as the Soviet Union collapsed, and mm. he kind of wrote this book in like 1994, and it's essentially about the collapse of the Soviet Union and like sure. how everything kind of fell apart in the country, and like there's a lot of interviews with people who lived through it, right? So like it's with people who like experienced the Stalinism and sort of, you know, Khrushchev attempting to like defaw it and then Brezhnev reversing that. And then Gorbachev, you know, so like it's a lot of firsthand accounts of that, but it was also written in like 1994. So it's got a very like end of history vibe to it of like, ha capitalism won. Right. Right. Like, right. Uh, history is now over. Like, like we've sold it all, you know, and it's like, this has been fixed and I couldn't help. And it's like all these things coming up in our own world where I'm like this stuff about the baby formula shortage sounds exactly like stuff he's talking about in this book about the collapse of the Soviet Union, where it's like the cronyism, you know, like cronyism based, like, systems of like yeah of like there's only four companies that make baby formula and one of them was just like not inspecting their factories and and like guess what now someone's like we shouldn't use it and it's like it's like guess what you inspect you know your food places so anyway i was just funny because i've been reading that book and like it's written very much in the tone of like ah these like no wonder wonder lowercase l liberalism has won and it's like oh man dude you're describing us right now or it's like (laughs) these fools kept spending unlimited money on the military and police and it was like oh no no. Oh uh, no! I, I don't think I don't think I'm going to read that book, Tom, because I'm, no, I'm barely like, holding. I'm barely holding it together. Kept uh, uh, electing increasingly elderly leaders who are out of touch with like reality, and I'm like, oh no, no! <laughs> They're like, yes, TV like helped caused the downfall of the Soviet Union because people could see like Brezhnev on TV and he like looked old and talked like an old person and I'm like oh god no this is this is our entire lives it's like watching elderly men on TV just like being confused was there any part of like um where you know they got to the point where they were basically you know they were creating policy just just in spite of the other party. Yeah. Oh, I'm just sure. Anger yeah. And bitterness. Was that? Was there there. That... Yeah. It's just like non-functional. <laughs> Nothing is functional. Nothing yeah. works. It's just I don't like, even oh, care. If the, I don't care if this is good, a good idea or a bad idea. I just care just, if you hate it. That's gotta basically own, where gotta we're own them. Now. Yeah. Got to own the other side. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, this is a dark, this is a pretty bleak book. It's like in the first five pages, there is talk about like, oh, you know, the increasingly elderly Soviet leadership who were out of touch. And I was like, oh, uh oh. Can somebody, not tell, good. 
Can somebody talk to, uh, it was a Mike judge who wrote idiocracy and just like, <laughs> all right, you wrote how we got there. How do we get, how okay, do we you gotta figure it out. <laughs> because we're heading in. I'm yeah, like, damn it, Rudnick. This is me in 2022 talking to you in 1994. You fool. History's not over yet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It could be the coll- it's a good book, collapse. Yeah. It could be the collapse of, uh, democracy yeah. and and you know yeah well he you know it's a good book me. i you you'd probably you would like do you, have you ever read like working by studs trickle i mm, i don't know if i have read that or not i've read a little bit of studs stuff but not it's a little bit like that it's a little bit like that where it's like really short it's almost like okay. short chapters like this chapter is about like talking to like miners Right, right. Like, that worked in a mine. This chapter is about like, oh yeah, who, I, I know who are like, you yeah. know, where it's kind of divided up into those like thematic elements. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a little bit like, oh okay, I get what this chapter. This chapter is about, you know, one chapter is about like people who worked in the Communist Party and like the idea of double think of like knowing this is wrong, but also knowing like the only way for me to exist is like to, to do also it. to do it so like <laughs> how do you do that and like talking to people about like yeah it wasn't easy but it's like a, i have a family like and this is how you get a job so it's like one part of your brain is like this seems really messed up and then but the other part of your brain's got to be like well this is what i have to do so i got to reconcile you know so it's divided up and those like so yeah. if you've ever read like this studs trickle things like like, uh, like world war z <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, to to bring it back around to, back to our, our to our usual yeah, yeah. to our usual realm of discussion. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. like World War Z. <laughs> no, no, seriously, the book World War Z is no, no. Yeah, I think, it is I think he wrote like it that, yeah. that same way. Like, I, I would not be yeah. surprised if it's if a very was, if he if you, you knew know. Studs Turkle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> well, I think that you know it also helps us end on a sort of crisis on this earth. Yeah, crisis <laughs> in real life. Yeah, yeah. crisis on Move our right. earth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, unless there's anything else, I know uh, you know you got to get out of here, and uh, yep. that's about it for us. Another episode. As always, thank you guys for joining us live on YouTube. Thank we you. really appreciate it. You know, we try and get your um, your your comments in as much as possible we, we love having you guys there just talking to each other talks talking amongst yourselves talking to us I appreciate that you can watch us live every thursday night on youtube and facebook and twitter and twitch and all those places you can listen to the podcast on itunes and spotify and wherever podcasts are found uh, usually the next day on friday uh, if you want bonus content more of us you can get us More. on Patreon, patreon.com yep. slash around comics. We have uh, bonus stuff there. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month to help support the show. Keep us, uh, you know, keeping the lights on that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so uh, rest yeah. in peace, George Perez. Thank you for all your amazing comic book work over the years and for seemingly being a pretty good dude. Nobody um, died this week. Let's go a week. That'd be all right. We'd be okay. Be with right. no, no, like legendary comic book creator. If you can yeah. stop from from dying, yeah, um, that'd be cool. Do that for me. Thank you. For, so we can just, just talk time. about. So we can just comics. talk about comics next week with that. Yeah. Instead of yeah memorials every goddamn yeah. week. Yeah. Um, 
uh, hopefully next week Chris will be back with us. Uh, yes. He, uh, you know, uh, you know, we want to wish him the best. He's going through a little tough time at home with uh, one of his puppies, so uh, mm-hmm. you know that's never an easy thing. So. Uh, hope he's doing all right. And yep. yeah, I guess that's it for now. Uh, until next week, in between time. Oh, come on. Uh, in literature time. He would have hated <laughs> that we were talking about bucks. He would have been like, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, he would have steered us away from. Yeah. <laughs> he would have hated that. He would have hated it so much. Yes, he would have. Next uh, week we'll, you'll be like, we're never, we're not doing that. We're not talking we're about not, books. <laughs> no, no more books. No more, no books. more books. No more. What are you talking about? Russian politics? Yeah, the well, it's, it's the end of the book from 1994. <laughs> all right. Until next week, uh, this has been another episode of Around Comics. Thank you all for listening and watching and all that kind of stuff. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around. <laughs> Comics. Comics, 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 and Russian literature. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> political intrigue, political intrigue, criminology, capitalism. Yeah, the fall, late stage capitalism. To get back to One Star Squadron. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>